Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite quarterback hater, Robert Mathis, and you're listening to the For the Culture Podcast. This is the For the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Diamond, and the maniac, me, I'm not going to sing. If I sing, we would lose all our subscribers, but the maniac, Darius Leonard, is now the highest paid inside linebacker in NFL history. It's well-deserved. You draft, you develop, and you pay your own. This has been the motto since day one with Chris Ballard. When we don't go out and spend a free agency, when we don't buy other players, used players, their exes, if you will, it's because we're drafting our own, we're developing our own, we're paying our own, and that's what we're doing here with Darius Leonard. That's what we did last week or two weeks ago with Braden Smith. That's what we'll do next summer with Quinn Nelson. We drafted our own. We developed our own. They're damn good players. We're going to pay our own. And that's how you build. That's how Ballard builds. That's the philosophy. You don't go get sloppy seconds from this team or that team. If that team's not going to pay them, there's a reason they're not going to pay that player. So if they're not going to pay that player and they know that player and they saw that player work and they saw that player on the practice field and they know that player's game tape better than we'll ever know that player's game tape and they know his personality and they know where he comes from and they know how he interacts with teammates and they know the type of leader he is. And if that guy's 27 years old and that guy put up great numbers and they've been in the weight room with him, they've been in the film room, they've been on the practice field and they don't want to pay him, well, why are we going to pay him? Darius Leonard, you know the type of leader he is. You know the type of player he is. You know the impact he has on not only your team, not only your locker room, but your community. You know Darius Leonard inside and out. You drafted him at, what, 23, 24 years old? You've developed him the last couple of years. You know exactly who he is, both as a person and a player. And now you're giving him $99.25 million over the next five years. And I could not be happier for Darius Leonard. The numbers off the charts, they speak for themselves. The impact he's had on this team speaks for itself. What he's been able to accomplish in this defense from defensive rookie of the year to a first-team All-Pro as a rookie to a first-team All-Pro again in his third year after going second-team All-Pro in his second year. He's a three-time All-Pro, two-time first-team All-Pro, two-time Pro Bowler, defensive rookie of the year. He's only been in the league for three seasons. Going into year number four, He's as good as advertised. We'll compare his numbers to the other great linebackers in the NFL. And I, for one, as a biased Colts fan, if you want to call me that, but a guy who watches him week in and week out, who watched him year one, year two, year three, worth every penny, in my opinion. We drafted him. We developed him. He blossomed into a superstar very quickly in Indianapolis. And now he's a $100 million man with the Colts. So I couldn't be happier for Darius Leonard. If you guys want just the arc of how this went, at least what we've been hearing since the beginning, if you go back to the week he launched the Maniac Foundation on March 2nd, that's when the negotiations began. The Colts started talking late February, last week of February, into the first day or two of March. The Colts started talking to Braden Smith and Darius Leonard about contract negotiations. They wanted a basic ballpark number. Of course, you can look at what other guys around the league, other right tackles are getting, other great linebackers are getting, and you could kind of figure that out. But of course, you want communication with your guys. So they talked to Braden, they talked to Leonard, his agent, their people, and they started to get that ballpark number going into free agency, knowing how much are we going to spend for the future cap, for next year's cap. You know that you're going to have Quinn Nelson on 
his rookie contract the final year before that fifth-year option. They do exercise that fifth-year option. I don't believe he'll ever play on it. I think they're going to sign him long-term next summer, whether it be an extension or whatever, but he'll have a long-term deal signed by next August, the latest. He will not go into week one of 2022 without a new contract inked, whether it takes over in 2022 or it's an extension beginning in 2023. As we saw last year with Ryan Kelly, he never played the fifth year of that rookie contract without long-term security. So you see that with Braden, you see that with Leonard getting these massive contract extensions, and you're going to see the same thing next summer with Quentin Nelson. But they know they have a little bit more flexibility with Nelson because he was a first-round pick and because they were able to exercise that fifth-year option. And it's not like everybody gets that. They didn't give it to Malik Hooker. They gave it to Ryan Kelly. They didn't give it to Hooker, who would have been on that fifth year this year. They gave it to Quentin Nelson for next year, so they already opted in to that. But as far as this winter goes, they start talking to Leonard. They start talking to Smith. They go into free agency. They don't spend a lot of money. Last year, we paid a lot of money to DeForest Buckner. This year, we do acquire Wentz from the Eagles, so there's money going to Carson Wentz, obviously making a decent amount of money, not a ton of money, as you see a guy like Josh Allen sign the deal he just signed. So if Wentz could get back to 2017 form, it'll turn into a steal for the Colts and eventually there'll probably be another contract in Indianapolis for Carson Wentz, you know, hopefully he stays healthy and all that. But that's how it started. Early March, they start talking to Leonard, they start talking to Smith, they get ballpark numbers so they know. They stop talking to him for a while, they pick it back up after the draft. They get the Braden Smith deal done about two weeks ago. And they had something basically in place with Leonard Around the same time, I think the day, the day after, they had the Smith deal done. They were just about to sign Darius Leonard. The target date was that Friday. They wanted to go into the weekend with both guys signed. Leonard was within a million dollars per year at the time. He wanted 20 per year. The Colts had him at 19 per year, but they were right there. So you're nickel and diming. You're talking about $5 million, which is a lot of money, but $5 million difference between Leonard and the Colts. But over the span of five years, it's $1 million per year. And at that point, I never thought that Leonard would go into the year without a deal. And I never thought the Colts would let him go into the year without a deal because they were just too close at that time. So it extended talks about a week and a half, I would say, or maybe maybe two weeks to get to the point where we're at now. And when you look at the deal, because if you go back to the Schefter report from a couple weeks ago, he said that the Colts and Leonard were about 19 per year. Now we know it's five years, so that would have been, I guess, $95 million at the time, 95 for five years. Leonard gets them up now to 99.25. So it seems to me like they were going back and forth. They were nickel and diming at the end. I think Ballard might have been a little bit petty about that $100 million number. I think Leonard's agent especially wanted $100 million. He wanted that one zero zero to say I have a hundred million dollar linebacker. I don't think Ballard, as these negotiations were going on, wanted to give his agent the satisfaction of a hundred million dollars while basically giving him that money anyway. I mean, ninety nine point two five and a hundred million. If you're Leonard, you're not going to go into the season, risk injury, and leave all that money. You're not going to leave ninety nine point two five million dollars on the table to get yourself another seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So. At this point, we knew all along that this deal was going to get done. It was most likely going to get done before week one of the preseason, which is about a week away, August 15th, against 
the Panthers. So we knew this deal was going to get done. I'm glad it got done. That's just a little background for you guys from where we were in the beginning of March to getting to this point now, getting both deals done. These were the two deals they wanted done this summer. I think they want Naheem Hines signed, but as far as my knowledge goes, he was never a priority to get done this offseason. They like him. They love him. They want him. But he was never a priority this offseason. This offseason was all about depth on the offensive line, pass rushers, finding a quarterback, and paying in-house Darius Leonard and Braden Smith as far as extensions go, and then bringing back Xavier Rhodes. That was a big one. They really wanted Xavier Rhodes back. They got Rhodes back. They got Carey back. They got T.Y. back late because it looked like for a little bit T.Y. was gone. They got T.Y. back. So that was pretty much the plan this offseason. I think they checked a lot of those boxes, pretty much all those boxes, this offseason, <clears throat> taking care of a couple 2018 draft class guys. Leonard, as decorated as they come next to Quentin Nelson, as far as that 2018 draft class, one of the great draft classes you will ever see, not just in Colt franchise history, but really of all time. It's one of the great draft classes of all time. And that's the deal. So just a couple little things here as far as the details go. Like I said, five years, $99.25 million. It's an extension for Darius Leonard, making him the highest paid linebacker in the National Football League, 20 per year over the first three years, and then pretty close to that over the last two years. And he will have 52.5 of that guaranteed. So just a little bit more than half of that money will be guaranteed for Darius Leonard, due $60 million over the next three years. So if he plays three years, all that guaranteed money, will be eaten up over the first year, three years of that contract. I'm not the greatest cap guy. I'm not the greatest you know, money-managing guy when it comes to the cap and all these numbers and stuff like that. But I remember Holder was saying earlier this offseason that the Colts wouldn't be able to fit Darius Leonard and Braden Smith under, you know, they wouldn't be able to sign them this offseason. And I was saying, uh, excuse me, Mr. Holder, this is not about, the 2020 cap. These will be extensions where they finish out their rookie deals and they get extended in 2022. So, but that's just Indianapolis media for you. The athletic, the Indy star, they're not the greatest at what they do, but you know, who is the greatest at what he does? Darius Leonard and the numbers he puts up. I don't care what the PFF guys say. I don't care what these analytical guys say at the end of the day, the numbers speak for themselves and it goes beyond numbers. His impact on the game week in and week out. He has a quarterback-like impact on the defensive side of the ball for the Colts making game-winning plays on a weekly basis. So when you look at these numbers from Darius Leonard, he's played 42 games in his career. Wagner's played 47. Warner's played 48. Roquan Smith has played 44. Leonard is second in tackles. He's first in tackles for lost. He's first in sacks. He's second in quarterback hits. He's first in forced fumbles. He's first in fumble recoveries. He's first in interceptions. He's second in passes deflected. I mean, what this guy has accomplished with 26 tackles for loss, 15 sacks, 17 quarterback hits, nine forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries, seven interceptions, 22 passes deflected. This guy's all over the field. He doesn't even blitz a lot, and he has a lot of sacks. People will bring up his completion percentage and his coverage percentage and all that. That's what the PFF guys get into. But the Colts play zone. Half the time, he's daring them to throw the ball, and that's why his tackle numbers are so high. So if you take the completion percentage and his cover stats, coverage stats with a grain of salt, 
And we also take the tackle stats with a grain of salt. It's the other stuff. It's the interceptions. It's the forced fumbles. It's the big plays. It's the sacks. He makes so many big game-changing plays throughout the course of a game, and you just can't compare it to the other linebackers. And I'll take away the tackles. A lot of time tackles, and we saw with Anthony Walker, the tackles a lot of times are a BS compiler stat. He has some huge tackles. He had a huge tackle on a third down against Josh Allen last year, Darius Leonard. It was a Bob Sanders-esque tackle. But a lot of the times, the tackles, they could just be garbage statistics. But you know what aren't garbage statistics? 17 quarterback hits, 15 sacks, 26 tackles for loss. You want to say, oh, okay, the 416 tackles in three years is a BS number. Okay, well, the 26 tackles for loss, when Wagner only has 20, when Warner only has 15, you want to tell me the 26 tackles for loss are a BS statistic, I'm going to have to disagree with you. If you want to tell me the seven interceptions, when Wagner only has two, and Warner only has three, and Roquan Smith only has four, and Devin White only has one, I'm going to have to argue with you on that. Because those aren't meaningless stats. And they come at big points in the game. You think about week 17 closing out the Tennessee Titans with Leonard's pick. It's not a garbage pick. That's a pick that sends the Colts to the playoffs as a rookie in 2018. So Darius Leonard's impact, the big plays. You think about both plays last year against the Texans. Final possession. They drove us all the way down inside the five-yard line and Leonard makes a big-time play. Leonard forces a fumble. Leonard gets a fumble recovery. Think about week two of his rookie year, that forced fumble against the Redskins. Had another forced fumble late in the game, same year against the Raiders. Had a sack under two minutes to go against the Titans. Sacks Tannehill, puts him out of field goal range. They missed the field goal. Colts win the game. Darius Leonard's had so many big game-changing plays. These PFF guys, and it's crazy. It's like it's so stupid to me. These guys that love the combine, everything's about 40 time, three cone drill, this, 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 this. What's the point of all that? It's to be in the spot, right? It's to get to the spot you need to get to, to make a play, to pick off a pass, to force a fumble, to make a big tackle, to sack the quarterback. That's what it's all about. It's about making big plays. So you have a guy in Leonard that these guys didn't think should have been drafted in the top 150. Oh, he's a fourth-round pick. He's a fifth-round pick. He goes second. They all kill the pick. He goes out on the field. Maybe he didn't test perfectly in something. Maybe he didn't have the greatest three-cone draw. I'm just making this up. I don't know. But these analytical guys, these PFF guys that love these drills, that love these guys running around in spandex at the combine, What's the point of all that? Isn't it to make the most amount of plays as possible? Isn't it to always be in the right spot and to get to the right spot as quickly as possible to be able to make a play? And now they're going to kill Darius Leonard and they're going to say his statistics are meaningless or they're empty because he gets to the spot better than anybody else? To me, that doesn't add up. He gets to the spot. He gets to the, whether it be an interception, whether it be a forced fumble, whether it be a fumble recovery, whether it be a sack, whether it be a quarterback hit, whether it be a deflected pass, no matter what it is, a tackle for loss, Darius Leonard gets to the spot and he makes the play. And if the excuses from a PFF guy or whoever it might be, these people that are so much smarter than us because they have their computers and their analytics and their numbers, well, he's in the right place at the right time. 
It's got to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. We're not talking about one play. Oh, this guy who's never been good before showed up in the Super Bowl and he happened to make one great play. Oh, right place, right time. If you're always in the right place at the right time, maybe you're just a damn good football player. Bob Sanders was always in the right place at the right time. It's like there was three of him on the field at all times. And Darius Leonard has that trait. It seems like he's always in the right spot. And it's not right place, right time by accident. It's right place, right time because this guy, besides the fact that he has this ridiculous wingspan and he's so quick and so athletic, his IQ and his instinctive ability, his nose for the ball to always be in the right spot. That's a God-given ability. It's like the way a shark senses blood in the water. The fact that on first down, Darius Leonard can make a stop for two against the run. Then on second down, he could drop back in coverage and he's going to break up a pass. And then on third down, he's going to rush the quarterback, get a quarterback hit, and force an incompletion. He's everywhere at once, and that, to me, makes a great linebacker. And it's not like, oh, well, he has all these picks and all these sacks and all these tackles and all these forced fumbles, and he's never made a big game-changing play. In Darius Leonard's career, the Colts have won 28 regular season games. He hasn't even played in all 28 games, but the Colts have won 28 games since drafting Leonard in 2018. Out of those 28 games, Darius Leonard's made a game-changing play in a one-possession game in seven out of those 28 plays. Not even including the game-changing plays he's made in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, and the first 10 minutes or 13 minutes of the fourth quarter. Game-changing plays in the last two to five minutes. He's made seven game-changing plays. The two fumbles and the fumble recovery against the Texans last year, under two minutes to go inside the five-yard line. Week two of his rookie year, he had a forced fumble against the Redskins. He had a pick week 17 against the Titans in 2018. He had a forced fumble against the Raiders under five minutes to go. And he had a sack against Tannehill, sacks him out of field goal range. It's a two-point game. They missed the field goal. Colts going to win 19-17 to in 2019. Darius makes game-changing plays and he has a quarterback-like impact on the defensive side of the football and he is worth every penny. I don't care what these writers say. I don't care what the analytical guys say. I don't care what the PFF guys say. I don't care what people from other teams say. All I care about is the Colts drafted Darius Leonard and the same people that are killing this contract, the same people that are saying, oh, the numbers are meaningless. It's just he's a stat patter. He's a compiler. I'll give him the tackles. I'm not giving him the other stuff. But to the people who say all that, they're the same people that said the Colts reached in the second round. They're the same people that said Darius Leonard had a fourth round or a fifth round grade. And they can't accept being wrong. And because they can't accept being wrong, they have to continue their narrative and they have to nitpick as they go throughout the course of his career. And one day when he gets his gold jacket and he goes and he enters Canton and he goes into the Hall of Fame, as we saw Edge last night and Payne tonight, they're still going to be killing him. They're still going to be criticizing him because they can't handle how dead wrong they were in 2018. I'll use myself for an example because there's nothing wrong with being wrong. But there's a lot wrong with not being able to admit when you were wrong. I was dead wrong about Trey Young. When the Hawks drafted Trey Young, I never thought, and I liked him at Oklahoma, thought he had a great Big 12 rookie season. I never thought it would translate 
to being a star in the NBA. I was dead wrong. Watching what he did this year in the playoffs, carrying the Atlanta Hawks, beating the 76ers, going to the Eastern Conference Finals, winning a game on the road against the Bucks, who go on to win the championship. I was extremely impressed with Trey Young, and I think he is a superstar for years to come in the NBA. I was dead wrong about him during the draft. I wish more people could say the same about Darius Leonard. If you were wrong about Darius Leonard, admit it. You'd look so much smarter if you just admitted that you were wrong. You look like a friggin' idiot when he goes and he tears up the league because there is a Defensive Player of the Year award in his future, and I think there's a gold jacket in his future. And if you killed him in 2018 for getting drafted too high, and you couldn't admit you were wrong in 2018 when he was Defensive Rookie of the Year, and you couldn't admit you were wrong when he became a three-time all-pro his third year in the league, you got to admit it eventually because the more time that goes by, the dumber you will look. I couldn't be happier for Darius Leonard. And what about the teammates? I absolutely love this team and I don't really follow other teams and I don't follow any players from other teams on Twitter. So I don't know like if a guy on the Steelers gets a big contract, if all of his teammates are supporting him. But every time a Colt gets paid, like a homegrown Colt gets paid, everybody's on Twitter. Kenny Moore's on Twitter and Nelson's on Twitter and all the guys are on Twitter and TY and they all have so much love and support. No jealousy. No, what about me? They're so happy for their teammates and it's genuine when guys on their team get paid and I love to see that. So I'm so happy to see just the outpouring love and affection these guys have for each other on this team and I don't know maybe every team's like this I know the Colts weren't from 2012 to 17 when guys would get paid and a lot of times it was guys from other teams getting paid that's probably a big reason why well why am I not getting paid when I've been here I've been busting my ass we run Reggie Wayne out of town and we go give 21 million dollars to Andre Johnson not the guy who's been here blood sweat and tears for 14 years we're going to go give money to Andre Johnson who was battling us for the last 14 years and we're going to run Reggie out of town but that's just the way Ryan Greestain conducted business in Indianapolis. You don't pay your own. You don't thank those guys for what they did. You go out and you go get other guys. You go pay Arthur Jones. You go pay Andre Johnson. You go pay LeRon Landry. And that's not how you build a team. That's not how you build success. And that's why ultimately it crumbled in 2016 and 17. And then, of course, without the quarterback, it was one of the worst rosters in the National Football League. But couldn't be happy for Darius Leonard. I love how these guys love to see their teammates get paid, their brothers get paid. Quentin Nelson's not saying, what about me? Why am I still on a rookie contract? He couldn't be happier for his brother, Darius Leonard. And next year, he's going to get a huge payday. He might make more money than Leonard. And Leonard is going to be happy for his brother when Nelson gets paid. Guys, I don't know what the next podcast is. Today is Sunday the 8th. So I wanted to do something on Edrin James and Peyton Manning. I know Jason wanted to as well. So maybe we'll come on tomorrow night and we'll talk about the enshrinement. But on the 15th, so today is the 8th. On the 15th, one week from today, the preseason starts. So I'm thinking Thursday of this week, we go preseason week one game preview on the For the Culture podcast. So maybe something for Edge Payton tomorrow 
a little tribute. Those never get great views, but we'll do it anyway because Peyton Manning and Edron James deserve it. And then the preseason. And I couldn't be more pumped for a preseason game to see Jacob Eason and to see Sam Ellinger get out there and compete for QB1 week one of the regular season. Right now it's Eason's to lose, but you got three preseason games. If you go out there and you stink up the joint and Ellinger comes in and he rocks the joint, you might see Sam Ellinger as your week one quarterback. Right now I would still anticipate, I would still assume that it's going to be Jacob Eason. But that's what we got on the horizon here on the For the Culture podcast. Congratulations to the Maniac. Congratulations to Chris Ballard doing it the right way. Draft, develop, pay your own guys. Darius Leonard, the $100 million man or You know, pretty damn close to it. $99.25 million man. Darius Leonard, the highest paid inside linebacker in NFL history. I am your host, Luke Diamond, and this is the For the Culture Podcast. Today's episode of the For the Culture Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Canadips CBD. They are the nation's leader in tobacco and nicotine-free dip. It's the alternative with cannabis instead of nicotine and tobacco. It's a fast-acting and innovative way to consume CBD that works and tastes great. Plus, you won't have to play sneak at you with your wife during football season, which is right around the corner. And thanks to our friends at Canadip CBD, they present the game of the year. That's right, the game of the year. One winner will be chosen on August 31st. Entry is easy. You just head to Canadip's cbd.com that's c-a-n-n-a-d-i-p-s cbd.com and click the link or visit candidate's main instagram page and look for the blue check mark one winner will be chosen and can bring a plus one to any colts game this regular season that's right they are picking one winner on august 31st to bring a plus one to a colts game of your choosing this regular season but wait there's more airfare for two with luxury hotel and lodging will be included with great seats for the game guys i don't know why you wouldn't head to canadipscbd.com check them out on instagram check them out on twitter canadips that's c-a-n-n-a-d-i-p-s cbd.com it's like dip you put a little bit behind your lip No nicotine, no tobacco, no reason to not go check these guys out and enter to win a free ticket to any Colts regular season game of your choosing. You get to bring a friend, you could bring a girl, you could bring your buddy, you could bring whoever you want. The lodging, the airfare, it's luxurious, it's free. Go to CanadipsCBD.com. We thank our friends at CanadipsCBD for sponsoring this episode of the For the Culture Podcast. 